Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health/podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health/podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have a very special guest for you. His name is Satya Elumalai. He's the CEO and co-founder at Multicenter Diagnostics. Mr. Elumalai is an MBA and MS in co-founder at the CEO for Multisensor Diagnostics. As I told you, he's got over 14 years of experience leading product development, program management, performance improvement, and new business development. At MDX, which is a company that he's currently leading, he's responsible for the overall product and technology development initiatives, investor relationships, and has established a successful business partnership with key telehealth providers and health plans. Before joining MDX, Mr. Elumalai served as head of business development at the healthcare data analytics firm, uh, responsible for managing a $148 million predictive analytics product and implementing improvements for health insurance plans. As you could see, he's very dialed into the data aspect of healthcare, which is an area that we need to start paying more attention to as we turn the corner on value-based care and start making decisions to impact organizations and, and even our employees. So it's with that that I extend a very warm welcome to Satya. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hey, Kuri. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, doing really well. Glad we could finally uh, connect. Thank you. And first of all, I'd like to really thank you for this great opportunity. And uh, I think that's a great overview. And I'm uh, really looking forward to telling you more about what other things that I've done. Yeah, looking forward to learning. So is there anything that I missed, Satya, in that introduction that maybe you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, definitely. Quickly, my, my background has been doing a lot of different things. I started off being a biomedical engineer, like building solutions to help human lives. And then I have uh, three masters, <laughs> everything in healthcare. Wow. But more importantly, I spent over 10 years at Johns Hopkins, which is really the foundation of my healthcare journey. And I work closely with the providers, patients, and caregivers to really help them with the patient safety, satisfaction, quality improvement. And I also worked uh, with several startup companies commercializing few technologies. But overall, we have been or I've been primarily focused on 
bringing in cutting edge next generation technologies into healthcare and simplifying healthcare for a patient in need. Satya, that at the bottom line, I mean, that's a very noble focus that a lot of the listeners are also focused on, you know, improving outcomes, making the entire process better. What do you think should be at the center of, of our listeners' minds on their agenda today? And what's that hot topic? What do you think that needs to be? I think uh, oftentimes everybody is talking about, today at least, talking about AI, machine learning, predictive analytics, and all those different things. But most importantly, I think patient-centered care and personalized care is much more that is needed at this point of time. And that's something which I've been integral to my success or my journey in healthcare. And I think that's where we need to focus on having patients in the design and development of their own healthcare. So walk us through that. What does that look like? And maybe an example of how you guys are doing that at your current firm. Exactly. So at Multisensor Diagnostics, we are a chronic disease management company, or you can call it digital health company with a device at the center where a lot of people are delivering care today using a remote patient monitoring, either like a home visit or through technologies, mostly like individual devices or a group of devices that are specific to patients and their healthcare or health needs. And everybody is taking a more individual disease-specific efforts or using individual parameters to really identify what's happening with the patients. For example, heart failure, the standard of care is still a scale that people are using to measure the patient's outcome or like identifying deterioration in patient condition. But there are more to the disease. It's a complex disease which involves both cardiovascular and pulmonary issues. So that's where what we are doing at Multisensor is we have developed a non-invasive rapid medical assessment device called MouthLab that can measure more than 10 vital health parameters in 30 seconds non-invasively so that all patients have to do is simply pick up our handheld device, put it in their mouth and uh, breathe through normally for 30 Hmm. seconds and they put it back and they're done for the day. So this is a technology that is integrated into the life flow of the user without them having to deal with complex devices or apps or even a tablet. Because for example, I always use my mom as a center because the reason for me to start multi-sensor or to be into doing what I'm doing today is because of my mom and her multiple chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. So can I do something to help communicate what's happening with her health with her physician? So that's what brought us to build this device. I'd love to tell you more about it. That's fascinating. And listeners, if you go to multisensordiagnostics.com, right there on the landing page, you'll see the device. It's a very elegant, very small device used to capture all this data that Satya just walked us through. It's super interesting, Satya. You know, you're right. We're dealing with the main standard, I guess the gold standard is, is weight using the scale, but there's a lot more. So Tell us a little bit more about this device and how exactly you're gathering this data. So basically what we wanted to do is to find one area, one region in the body where we can collect a lot of health information. Mm -hmm. So that's when my co-founder, Dr. Gene Friedman, he's a professor at Johns Hopkins and me, 
we're working on finding a location. And uh, then we realized that mouth is a rich source of a lot of biomolecules or biomarkers or associated with health because it has access to breath and saliva, which in turn gives access to many biological indicators of health. So we started there and we didn't want it to just use or directly go into the biochemical analysis piece, but what else can we do with, we have the lips, you're holding the device with your hand. So you're, you have access to a lot of information from your hand. Mm. So we are collecting all these different physiological parameters from mm. your breath, saliva, mucous membrane, blood vessels in the mucous membrane, and also from your hand. So Today, we are measuring temperature, blood pressure, uh, ECG, oxygen saturation, pulse rate, respiratory rate, respiratory pattern or um, breathing pattern, heart rate variability, hydration, and uh, spirometric lung functions. These are all integral to managing a chronic condition, like anything from COPD, heart failure, to even certain forms of cancers, where these are key parameters that a lot of people would love to have it, but because they need to go to five or six different devices to get all these things, so now they're not doing it. Today, we are presenting one device that is like as simple to use as an uh, electric toothbrush. Somebody told me, or your device is idiot-proof. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's kind of true because we, we want everyone from 9 to 90 plus to use it without any training or assistance or having accessories or a tablet to connect via Bluetooth. And most of the, every data that we're collecting from the device is sent via 4G using our universal IoT technology. So you don't even have to have a tablet if you don't have one. It's much easier. You can use this device in any part of the world at any time. So virtually it's like a check engine light for humans. Love it. Great analogies here, Satya. So you guys have this fascinating pathway for healthcare organizations, providers, payers, you name it, physicians even, you know, local physicians, to gather data from patients. Tell us a little bit about some of the results that you've had. So at this point, basically, we, we built the first version of our device and we are ready to start a large-scale pilot study at Hopkins. Gotcha. But our studies that we did before was um, with our first version of our device. In fact, <laughs> this device has been under development for almost 10 years because wow. it has got so many information from that. I mean, even just the, uh, the form factor was, went through a lot of changes because mm -hmm. it needs to be specific and it needs to be catered towards entire demographic. So today, the data that we collected from our first version was really uh, helpful in terms of understanding what the design and also what other things can be added to our device. Yes. And we also published a paper from that study at Hopkins. It's a randomized human study with uh, more than 50 patients. It's called Mouth Lab, a tricorder concept uh, optimized for rapid medical assessment. So that tells you more about what we wanted to do. And then the data is really accurate to the gold standard devices. Now we are moving in towards finalizing our technology device and taking it to the FDA. Fascinating. And Satya, appreciate you walking us through that. As the listeners 
take this in. Part of the thing that we do here on the on the Outcomes Rocket is, you know, we we connect, right? We bring people together. So as as folks are listening, who out there can help you? How can you help them? What kind of collaboration can happen right now? So one thing with our device, it's a, it's a blessing as well as a, a challenge is it can apply to a wide variety of setting and a lot of different stakeholders are very interested in using this device because we are talking to like at least eight top health systems right now. And uh, we're working with seven of the top 10 pharma companies. But the challenge is we're not going to the payers yet. They are the ones who are going to get most value out of our device and technology. So we'd love to connect with payers. And also, more importantly, I'm looking for working with advocacy groups. Right now, we have great support from the COPD Foundation as well as the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. But what we are looking for is it's a device and technology, not just for the patients, but for the caregivers. So we would love to hear from caregivers and also from our perspective, as I said, it has a wide application and it's also a challenge. So we would love to connect with like-minded people who wanted to really use our device to make an impact in whatever efforts they're doing in healthcare, because we don't see anyone as a competitor, but we would love to work with even our competitors if it's going to help them to reach our customers or consumers early. That's outstanding. So listeners, there you have it. If you fall into the category of those folks that Satya is looking for, a caregiver, a payer, folks interested in in these spot check devices, please reach out at the end of the podcast. Uh, Satya will give you the best way to get in touch with him, as well as uh, check out his episode through the Outcomes Rocket website. There's always a way for you to get in touch with guests and in particular on this round, Satya. So Satya, you guys are making some big progress here. Can you share a moment when you guys had a major setback and what did you learn from that setback? Yeah, certainly. I think uh, as a, being an entrepreneur, is there's more setbacks than <laughs> successes. So <laughs> yeah. basically, I think one incident where or in terms of even our device, we developed it because... We wanted a device that fits into my system or into my co-founder and how likely it is and how we enjoy using it or what is the impact that is creating. But we kind of forgot that the end user, the consumer and the patients, whether they can use it and can it be applied to a range of population who can use it and not just like one set of people. So when we design, we basically put in our mouthpiece in such a way that we liked it. And then the mobile interface was connected via Bluetooth, where we felt like that Bluetooth is a standard, like everybody is using it and let's put that in. And then we expected that like somebody who's like 70 plus, I thought like my grandma still uses an iPhone so she could be able to use this. So that's what we thought about that. And then we put, we started with all these basic things, but what we learned from that process and with over hundred patient user feedback study and human factor engineering study that we did, we realized that we are going to lose patients after a few days or weeks, if it's going to be complicated and if it's going to be uncomfortable. So we should have had patients before we actually designed it, but oftentimes uh, that's not always a possibility. So that's where what we decided to have is 
let's have patients and caregivers throughout the care and then the product development journey. So today, in addition to business and clinical advisory board, we also have a patient and caregiver advisory board, which is unheard of. So awesome. we have people who are patients, caregivers, and also like providers sitting there and telling us what we really need to do and how we need to design a solution that can improve adherence. Today, as I told you, it's simpler than brushing your teeth. And that's where what we have done is to pair one habit with another habit by providing this device right next to your brush. You get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, and then, then you go pick up this device, breathe into it for 30 seconds, put it back, and you're done. So you don't have to do anything more than that. And this change of putting in an IoT technology for 4G communication significantly improve the patient adherence because now patients don't have to bring in their smartphone or a tablet to connect via Bluetooth. There's no setup. Nope, there's no setup. All you have to do is like plug in to charge. the charger and then put it in. And even a single charge can take up to 20 days of, you can just use it for almost 20 days without a charge. So you can travel with it. So it's easier. So anything that one additional step that is needed to use your product, people are not going to use it. So that's what is a key lesson that we learned is to design something and have the users always part of your decision-making process. Such a great lesson, Satya. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs fall into this trap of designing their dream product without having that feedback loop of their end user I love that you institutionalized this lesson into your firm and now you have a caregiver advisory board, which is awesome, man. So congrats on, on making that an institutional priority for you guys. No, certainly. I would love to have every other company have at least one or two person who's a caregiver or a patient to be continuously part of even a weekly call, just listen yeah. through it. There are people there who wanted to make a difference. And I was, I'm still part of PCORI or Patient-Centered Outcome Research Institute. Mm-hmm. But there's like hundreds of thousands of patients and users and caregivers interested in helping in all these different initiatives. Bring them in, have them part of your product development. It'll make wonders for your company. That's awesome. Now, tell us about a great moment, uh, something that you're so proud of in your in your medical career to date. There were a lot of uh, moments, I mean, specifically one where at Hopkins, I was able to do a like a large scale study where I was able to convince more than 150 top performing hospitals in the country to come together to disseminate their best practices. So. Nice. I started off thinking about like why one hospital is doing great and then the hospital just 10 feet away from (laughs) that hospital. I mean, there are hospitals like at Texas Medical Center, like you have like hospitals right next to each other. (laughs) So why there's huge discrepancies when it comes to providing care and forget about the cost, but even the, the quality of care, there's a huge difference. I mean, based on the HEDGECAPS rating. So for me, I really wanted to know, will these people share the information? And oftentimes everyone disappointed, I mean, like, or discouraged me really to say, nobody is going to share because it's, it's proprietary. People wanted to stay up and then always on the top. 
yeah. but I was able to prove it wrong because I individually reached out to every single top performing hospitals based on three or four years of HCAP scores under each domain of HCAPs and um, pretty much 80 to 90 hospitals actually came for a national conference at Hopkins and almost 130 hospitals participated in a study. And we also published a data or paper from that effort. So today I learned that people are willing to share, but we need the platform. We need a tool or technology to ensure that all the data that is presented are just translated to patient care and not just used for a consulting project. Yeah, well, congratulations on that. That's definitely not easy to do. You picked up the phone and you got to it. And folks, this is something that that we all need to take a note of. When everybody else is telling you no, and you believe that there's a way to do it, do what Satya did, pick up the phone, get back to the basics, and you'll find that it's amazing what you find on the other end of that line, like Satya did. Now, is that paper available for anybody to read, Satya? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can put it in my LinkedIn and happy to share with anyone who can reach out to me. My email address is S-E-L-U-M-A-L-A-I at multisensordiagnostics.com. But you can also find me on our webpage uh, at multisensordiagnostics.com. Awesome. So folks, there you have it. We're going to be able to share that paper with you. Why not? Take a look at this amazing work that Satya did to gather these best minds, best outcomes together under one roof and produce a paper. Get access to that. Reach out to him. Satya, getting close to the end of the podcast here, you're obviously working on some very outstanding projects here with multi-sensor diagnostics. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 of Satya. And so we're going to build a syllabus here, four questions, lightning round style, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yes. Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Definitely engaging patients, uh, throughout the design and development of healthcare. It's not similar even here at Multisensor. We are not building a consumer gadget that is going to really use to help you to show your steps or something. But more importantly, it's going to engage the patients, engage the users so that they can be empowered. So I would say patient engagement is a key. Love it. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? As I told you earlier, like thinking that you know everything about what you're building and uh, what you're providing to the consumers. I don't believe that swiping left or right uh, on a phone app or just using a device and then sending that one data is going to improve adherence. But I think it's important that you need to ask like, what is the real need of the users and also bringing in the right technologies to support them. How do you stay relevant? despite constant change? Talking to patients, talking to users. I attend a lot of conferences. And as I said, being part of Picoria has been a huge advantage to really sit around huge stakeholders from patients, providers, uh, policymakers. So have been really integral to our product development as well. Fascinating. And what's one area that should drive everything in a healthcare organization? I could say more importantly, what the, not just the, what the end user wants, but as a customer, like you have the payers, providers, the pharma, we also need to take into consideration that 
what is their needs are and always uh, why, when, how. Those are key things that somebody needs to understand and put into practice. What book would you recommend to the listeners, Satya? So since we had our conversation more on patient-centered care and patient-focused care, uh, I would say there's one book by Susan Frampton on putting patients first, uh, best practices in patient-centered care which is a great book for somebody who's into like healthcare, into uh, their entrepreneurship life. I mean, this is a great book to start with. There are other great ones on other topics, but I love this one. Outstanding, Satya. Thank you for that. And folks, if you want to get access to this syllabus that we just created for you, the transcripts, show notes, and all the links that we've discussed, just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Satya. That's S-A-T-H-Y-A. You're going to find that. His LinkedIn profile will be there as well as a way to get that paper that that he discussed here on the podcast. So Satya, this has been a blast. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. I mean, the one thing that I really wanted to say is I want every entrepreneur or even healthcare organizations to create something that is not complicated for this vulnerable population create a solution that is very simple to use, something that can integrate into the life flow of the users and try to see what are the things that we can do to close the gap in healthcare, like specifically patient gap. And I really urge everyone to join us. So let's change the culture of care monitoring. Let's change the standard of care. It's not going to be tough. All we need is the right people to be at the right time to do the right thing. So Our mission of the company is to change the culture of care monitoring. And I want each and every one of you who's listening to this podcast, who believe in our technology, who believe in bringing patient-centered care to join us. Even if you're our competitor, as I said, (laughs) talk to us. Let us find a way to work together to help make a difference in healthcare. You can reach me at my email address, uh, S-E-L-U-M-A-L-A-I at multisensordiagnostics.com. Our website is a great resource. You can also follow us on Twitter at MouthLab and also reach me on LinkedIn. I would love to connect with you guys. Thank you again for the invitation. This has been a great conversation and uh, you made everything what I said look so awesome. (laughs) Hey, Satya, thank you for making the time for us. You, my friend, are the awesome one and we're super, super glad that you're able to join us. So looking forward to staying in touch with you. Great, absolutely. Thank you. Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single month month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you 
are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. 